Thank you for listening to Elohim Christian Church's podcast. We're a place where imperfect people worship and meet a perfect God. If this is your first time listening, we're located in Richmond Hill in Queens, New York City, and are led by pastors Carlos and Rebecca Medina. If you're looking for a place to worship and to know Jesus, we would love to meet you and see you in person. Find us online at www.elohimchurch.org so we can connect. And now, here's this week's message. When God leads us is our title. Would you join me by opening up your Bibles to James chapter 4? James chapter 4, verses 13, 14, and 15. You may stay seated. You may stay seated. James chapter 4, verses 13, 14, and 15. Our theme this morning is when God leads us, when God leads us. James chapter 4. Now listen, you who say tomorrow, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. I have sought you out for your word. Your word has spoken to my life. And this morning, I bring it, Lord God, as a messenger uh, to your people, O oh Lord. I pray that it would speak to their hearts. I pray that our Sunday would change our Monday, O oh Lord. I pray that you would lead us to your perfect will, O oh God. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. When God leads us, knowing that God is leading us should always bring a sense of peace. As Christians, as people who believe that God has been intentional with our lives and creating us and giving us purpose, we also believe that He just doesn't create us and let us go, but we believe that He is intentional in our everyday. And He's intentional in leading us to our greater good and, and what is best for us. Um, it's wonderful to know, and, and, I, and I wonder sometimes how can uh, we live in a world where people just live day to day without really believing and trusting that God is leading them and helping them every single day without a divine purpose in their life. For me to believe that God has created us and saved us by His grace through the work of Christ and has purposed something special in our lives, for me, that is everything. To know that, that God's will leads us in every season of life. Now, I know that life, we know that life will bring us uncertainties. Life will bring us times when we just never thought we would be in seasons that we are. For sure, uncertainty comes. In fact, James says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to do this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and making money. Then he says, you do not even know what tomorrow will bring. He's saying uncertainties will come to our lives. Uh, we all know things can change from one moment to another. And the church says, you know, I, I hate when the phone rings at nighttime. It's always a scary ring, right? 
Bad news from a doctor, you go to an appointment and they give you bad news and it just puts a pit in your stomach, uncertainties of life. You know, you walk into work one day and your boss tells you, hey, we made some cuts and unfortunately, you know, you were a part of those cuts. Those are a life changing experiences, uncertain times that come to each and every one of us. But even throughout uncertain times, as believers and Christians, our faith tells us that God is leading us. Our faith tells us that he's leading us. Our faith tells us that he is leading us to a greater good, to us to another growth in him, to another glory in his will, that he's leading us to something special, even in uncertain times. I've shared this story some, some time ago, but I remember when we were building the building, and we were about six months into the building, and, and it was in its metal frame, and, and just the metal decking was there, and it was completely exposed, and we were connecting the two roofs, so we had to kind of break the roof on this one, break the roof in, in the gym, and, and we were connecting, and at that moment, the pandemic hit, and we had to shut down the construction, and we had to shut down for weeks, and I had not come to the building for a couple of weeks. And when I finally came, I came by myself, and I was sitting on the decking, the metal decking of the second floor of that building. And it was completely exposed, obviously, it was open construction. And I remember thinking, oh God, what have I done? They're talking about churches not opening up for Years. I started reading about the Spanish flu in, uh, in, in 1918, and it took two years for the church to come back together. And they started to uh, talk about uh, people uh, won't be in church like they used to, and things will be different. And, and I'm thinking, oh my God, what have I done? I put our church in a Multi, in a couple of million dollar debt and, and, uh, and here we are expanding our building and they're talking about people not coming to church no more. This building started to get ruined because of the water that was coming through the roof and channeling through the roof and the gym wall was being ruined. The kitchen was in shambles because the roofs were open and water was just pouring in and I'm looking at our building saying, what have I done? And I stood on that decking and I remember I didn't see no angels, <laughs> didn't hear no voices, no Bible verses came to mind. It was, it, it was a dark moment in an uncertain time for me. I remember I went back to my office. I was in the building by myself. And all of a sudden in my heart, I'd never have heard the audible voice of God, but in my heart I just sensed, I only have to speak once. I only speak once. What I have spoken will come to pass. Uh, I want to encourage you, when God leads us, he'll even lead us through uncertain times that we don't understand. But our faith tells us that he has, lead, he has led us there, and if he has led us there, then his purpose will be glorified in our lives. And we'll see his hand. So be confident of this, that God leads his people even through uncertain times. How, how can we be sure that God is leading us? How can we be sure? How can we be sure that God is leading us? I want to share with you three points this morning that we can be sure that God is leading us. How can we be sure? Number one, when God leads us, we count with him in our plans. When God leads us, we count with him in our plans. Verse 13 says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on our business and make money. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live 
or do that, or do this or do that. I love that James starts off saying, now listen, you who say. In other words, um, count with this. Be careful the way that you think. Think about this. Count with God in your plans. It's better to count with God in your plans than not. It seems that uh, this prayer for some could have been self-centered. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And God is saying, hey, none of those things can happen if I'm not in the plans with you. Of course, making plans is normal and it's acceptable. And we should all make plans if we want to succeed in life. We need to plan where we're going. We need to plan for retirement, saving money, homes, college tuition, plan our vacations. We all need to make plans. But uh, the gift that the church has, that the Christians have, that the people of God has, is that when we make plans, we make plans knowing that God is engaged in every one of our plans. And James here is asking the question, is God involved in your plans? He says, you should say, if the Lord wills, then we will do this. He's saying, is God involved in your plans? The Bible teaches us that even the Apostle Paul, when he was planning his missions trips, he planned, and then he said, if God wills. When he was going to Corinth, the church of Corinth, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 7, he said, he hopes to spend some time with the people of Corinth, he said, but then he said, if the Lord permits. When he's going to Ephesus, he says, um, I want to return to Ephesus and be with you if God will, wills it. So I love that even in the work of God, we must remember that we must count with God in our plans. That is what the Lord wants from us, that our plans would be submitted to his will. In fact, when the disciples asked him how to teach them how to pray, one of the things he said was that you should pray, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So to be pragmatic this morning, how can we be sure that God is a part of our planning in life? What could we do to be sure that God is part of our planning in life? Three quick things. The first one is ask him to be. Ask God to be. Ask God to be a part of your planning when we, when we seek him and when we pray. Uh, I love that it said, pray if the Lord wills it, then it would be done. Do you know, man, the Lord has given us prayer as a gift to ask him, to ask him to be a part. Jesus said this in John chapter 15, verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you wish and it will be done for you. The secret there is to abide in Christ and to allow him to abide in you, but abide in you. But he said, if you do, he says, ask. And we can ask him to be a part of our life plans. The secret here is to abide. We're reminded of this, that Jesus wants us to, to ask him to be a part. In our prayer time, we should ask God, God, would you lead me on this day? In our decisions time, can we be this, uh, uh, intentional in saying, God, can you be a part of this planning, in our hard circumstances in life, can we approach God and say, God, would you open doors and would you close doors? I said this last week, I believe for us as believers, we never have to be out of the will of God if we just guard our decision making and ask him to be a part of our planning. Even what may seem small, ask God to be a part of our decision making and he will always lead us to the greater good. And the church says, a few months ago, Becky and I were upgrading her car. 
we were upgrading her car, and we stood outside. Uh, we, we stood outside the dealer in our car, and we prayed. Uh, if you know, purchasing cars is so stressful. From the moment you walk in, I mean, it is a stressful moment, and it's an all-day process, right? That's why as soon as you walk in, they ask you, would you like coffee, would you like water, because you got to get ready. Um, but Becky and I prayed in the car. I said, Lord, guard our hearts. Help us to be good stewards of what you have entrusted to us. And Lord, would you open the door so your will would be done here. We've done our research, we've planned, but now we want you to open the door. We went in there, we purchased the car, and we left, and we felt at total peace with our decision. Man, if we would make that choice in decision time, Lord, would you be part of this? And when we are, when we ask God to do it, and we can leave there knowing that he is leading us. So how can we be sure that God is a part of our planning? One, ask him to be. Number two, make the right choices. As we live each day, there is a standard in which God has called us to live, and it is there where he leads us. You know, I said this last week, if we're going to, to uh, ask God to be a part of it, if we're going to make choices, we need to make sure that we make choices according to the way that God would expect us to make these decisions. Like, we can never expect God's will to be in lying, in cheating, in manipulation. If we manipulate for gain, we can't expect God to be in that choice, right? But to achieve our goals, uh, we're going to have to what? Make the right choices Function in characteristics that really honor our faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If it's going to be our way, then we got to know if we let the sinful nature kind of be our decision maker, well, God can be involved in those things. If in our planning we have to lie, well, God's not there. If in our planning we have to manipulate, well, God's not there. If we have to cheat, God's not there. If we have to in any way be intentional in offending somebody, then God is not in that decision making. But when we bear the fruit of the Spirit in every decision, in every circumstance, love, kindness, joy, peace, being a peacemaker, when, when we do these things, there is God leading us. There is God leading us. The Bible says in, in Galatians chapter 6, let's not get weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap what we sow if we do not give up. Doing the right thing takes us to a place where we get to reap the will of God in our lives. But we must make the right decision if we want God's leading in our life. And the church says, the Bible reminds us by the fruits they will be known. They will be recognized. So how can we be sure that God is a part of our planning? First, ask him to be. Two, make the right decisions. Three, be sensitive to what is moving in your heart. We have the Holy Spirit of God that dwells within us, and, and, and we want to be sensitive to what he's speaking into our heart. Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7 says this, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. 
Isn't it wonderful to know that when we present our request unto the Lord in a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude, and we come before Him, His peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our heart and our minds to help us make good decisions. And sometimes when we're, we're about to make the decision, there's like a, a stirring in our heart. And we need, to, we need to take a pause and think, is this the Holy Spirit telling me, um, though it may seem right, it's not right. When God is leading us, there's a peace in his heart. And even in the most difficult moments, we know that God is speaking to us. Be sensitive to what God puts in your heart. Be sensitive to the things that he's stirring within you because he speaks to us this way. You know, sometimes I'm about to send a sensitive text and you get the Holy Spirit just kind of saying, don't do it. Don't send it. And my sinful nature says, but I want to tell them how I feel. You know, but I know that it's not going to produce anything good. You pull back and say, delete um, sensitive to what God is putting in your heart, and he will always lead you there. And the church says, Amen. right? So how can we be sure that God is leading us? Ask him to lead you, right? Make the right choices. And number three, be sensitive to what he's doing in your heart. Our second point, when God leads us, we use our time well. Verse 14 says, you are a mist that appears for a little while, then vanishes. James was reminding us, he was reminding us that our time on earth is limited, it's short, and it will come to an end. Talk about a gloomy moment. Uh, it's a reminder to us that we're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. That we should keep in mind that our life on earth is, is not guaranteed. That we are fragile, that we are a mist, a, a vapor. That our time on earth, compared to all of eternity, is short. To remember that one day we will disappear and we will be gone and, and life will go on without us. And it matters. It matters the way we use our time. It matters when God leads us. We're reminded to use our time well. When God leads us, we use our time well. The Bible affirms this. And Paul writes in Ephesians. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the, will, what the Lord's will is. To take, to take the opportunity of life that we have and to make the most of every moment that we have. And the church says, this, this is a gloomy verse here, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might for, the realm of the for in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. It's a reminder to us to do what we can here on earth with all our might. Because there will be a time when this opportunity will be gone. How we use our time matters. When God is leading us, we use our time well. And the church says, you know, I, was, uh, just, I looked at a whole bunch of articles 
um, that talked about, you know, just wasting time. And the amount of, uh, I looked at a whole bunch of articles, so I just kind of picked out what was really duplicated a lot in these articles. And, and someone wrote very long phone calls, or a number of them wrote long phone calls, saying that sometimes we're spending so much time on the phone and just kind of shooting the breeze. Now, phone calls are important, and sometimes we need long phone calls, but if we just have the habit of always being, who am I going to call today? Maybe we're using our time not so wise. It, it said that the normal person is watching up to four hours of TV a day. Of course, we know the amount of addiction to social media is consuming our hours. People say that, uh, some say that people just check their email constantly. Check their email constantly. Just check their email constantly. Just check their email constantly. Some say that people are wasting their time because they're spending too much time with toxic people. And then they're saying this generation is spending a lot of time on video games, on video games. We have video games everywhere we go. I have to confess, I have a really good golf game on my phone that I like. <laughs> Let us be careful that, that we use our time well. God is leading us. He's leading us, but he wants us to use our time well. When God leads us, we use our time well. When God leads us, we use our time to build and not to destroy. We use our time to build people, to build ministries, to build relationships, to build healthy habits. We use our time to construct, to edify, and not to destroy. When God leads us, we use our time to make memories and not pick fights. Sometimes people get together in their homes with their family and say, están peleando, they're fighting all the time. Say, no. Let us use our time to come together and build memories because time here on earth is short. See, when God leads us, he, he uses us. He wants us to use our time to encourage someone, not discourage them, but to encourage them. When was the last time you looked at your children and you said, you're awesome. God has a purpose with your life. Encourage them. Or how about the people that you work with? Could you encourage them? You need to encourage them. <laughs> All right? Sometimes, <laughs> Lord help us. Sometimes, we're, we're leaders and supervisors in our job, and we have this attitude with those that work for us, well, that's what they get paid for. Uh, but a good leader encourages all those people that work with them and for them. And we say, thank you. It's, a, it's an encouragement. But so many want to discourage. When God leads us, we use our time to cultivate unity and not isolation. Uh, not isolating anyone, but how, how, how can we embrace people from every language, from every skin color, from every ethnic background, from every uh, social status, and just, just kind of embrace them and say, hey, you know, um, God has a purpose with your life, and we, we can do this together. When, when God... Uh, is using us when when he wants he wants us to use our time in a well uh, in a way that that produces even personal growth that would focus on how how I can be better my spiritual disciplines of praying and fasting and seeking the Lord and studying His Scripture 
and taking moments out to meditate on what he has spoken to our hearts and our lives and what can I, how can I use our time for, for our own personal growth, for, for healthy eating and for, for anything that is holistically well. He wants us to use our time well and there is where he's leading us. When God is leading us, we use our time well. We manage our, our time well. We enjoy the time that God has given us on this earth. We are reminded that our life is just a mist that appears for a little while and then it vanishes. When God leads us, we use our time well. And the church says, and our last point this morning, when God leads us, we always find obedience and humility Verse 15, instead you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. There you find humility and obedience. Lord, if it's your will, then that's what I'll do. I'll deny myself, I'll deny my will, and I'll submit it to your will, O oh God. And I'll be obedient to the very thing that you call us to be. Once, you know, I was sharing that, uh, I was talking about uh, just the, the planning of the future and, and just, uh, I was talking with somebody and we're just sharing about the future and, um, and, and just talking about vision and, and what the next thing is. And, um, and that person interrupts me and says, si Dios, si Dios lo permite, if God wills it. Now, you know how that annoying that is? That you're there like just talking and sharing and you're excited about something and they interrupt you and say, well, if God wills it. I want to say this morning that that vocabulary, although very important, has much more to do than not what we say, but the attitude of our heart. The attitude of our heart. We don't have to walk away every statement and say, well, if the Lord wills it, then I'll do this and do that, and eat here and eat there. And if the Lord wills it, then I'll... No, the attitude of the heart needs to be, God, not my will, but your will. There we find obedience and humility that says, Lord, I, I want you to lead me in all that we're doing. And I, I submit myself to you, O oh Lord. Our family is submitted to your will in obedience and humility. Listen, when God calls Noah to build an ark, it took him over 100 years to build an ark in a place that had never rained before. And God spoke into his heart. And what drew him to, be, to do this? Obedience and humility. God has told me to do it. I know it's uh, not the norm here to build an ark uh, over a 100-year period. Um, and I'm going to humble myself in a community that will mock me because it's, it's, it's a weird thing to do. But I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be obedient. And his humility and his obedience saved him and his family. When, in God's will, we find always obedience and humility. Daniel's three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we know their story. They're thrown uh, into an oven, and they're going to, they're going to be uh, 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 burned for their faith, and, and there they are rescued. But what is, the, the, what is the behind it all? Their submission to obedience and humility. And there they found, they found God's blessing for their lives. Even Jesus, he was willing to suffer the cross for you and for me, and he submitted himself to the will of the Father. 
in obedience to the will of the Father, and he humbled himself, and he became a man. And he did that for you and for me, and because of Jesus, we are saved today. I had a professor once say, if you want to know the will of God, it's usually the hardest decision that you have to make in life. It will cost you something. It always takes us to a place of obedience and humility. When God leads us, it always takes us to that place. You see, you want to, you feel called to forgive somebody. You feel called to forgive somebody who's hurt you or betrayed you. It takes obedience and humility. But there you find reconciliation in the will of God. And we could list so many things where we're being challenged in God's will. And always obedience and humility finds itself there. And that's how you know that God is leading you. That's how you know that God is leading you. If it elevates the ego of the individual, chances are God's not there. If it gives us a particular glory, chances are it's not there. But in the leading of God's will for our lives, if it takes us to a place of humility and obedience, chances are God's there. And when we submit to it, it'll save us and our families. And the church says. So as I'm closing our teaching this morning, as I'm closing the teaching this morning, when God leads us, when God leads us, um, when God leads us, we count with God in in all our planning. We count with God in all our planning. How can you count with God in all your planning? You ask him to be a part of it. You make good decisions, and you're sensitive to what he speaks to your life. We count with God in our plannings when he leads us. We use our time well. We understand that our time on earth is is like a vapor. It's here now. Life is fragile. And we must not waste our time in petty things of life, but use it in a way that edifies and builds and not destroys. We use our time well. And when God leads us, we usually lead to a place of submission, of obedience, and humility, obedience and humility, and God's will is there. And the church says, as I close this morning, I'm reminded of the verse in John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The NIV version says, and have it to its full fullness and there the word abundant it's overflowing Jesus has come that we would have life and have it to the fullest have it to the fullest that we would enjoy everything that has been entrusted to us family relationships matrimony our parents our children our grandparents our church family uh, that we could enjoy what has been entrusted entrusted to us that we know that we can be led by God Jesus said I come that you would have life and have it abundantly sometimes when you talk to people you go man but I'm not enjoying that abundancy I'm not enjoying that peace I'm not enjoying that joy I feel like though I have a job I have a career I I lack purpose Uh, something is always missing I feel like I feel like I'm broken and I'm having a hard time being whole or healed could it be that 
God is not leading us. Could it be that we plan it all ourselves and, and we're our own architect and we're putting it all together and, and we think that we're doing it all right, but we're missing the leading of God. I want to encourage you today, if, if that is you, count with God in your planning. Use your time well. And remember that His will always takes us to a place of obedience and humility. And when we are led by God, He will always take us to a life of fullness, abundancy in Him. And the church says, Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand. Hallelujah. When God leads us, maybe there's someone here today that you feel like, I'm not enjoying not enjoying this life maybe it's because God is not leading you and you've been leading yourself and you feel like you're, you're making all the right decisions but you're far from God you're far from God today is a day where the Lord is inviting you into a personal relationship with him that he becomes your Lord and your Savior and as your Lord and Savior not only will he rescue you but he will lead you to the best outcome for your life. And that is found in Jesus. For the church at times, we just forget and we do this on our own and the Lord is reminding us, I want to be your leader. Solomon said, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and He will make your path straight. Perhaps there's someone here today who feels like, I'm, on, I'm not on the right path. God has not been leading me, but I want to I recommit. I want to make some new decisions. I want to reevaluate. I want to apply this teaching to my life. And if that's you this morning, as we sing this next song, the altar is open. If you would like prayer, I want to invite you to come forward and we want to pray with you today uh, as a reminder that we all need God leading us. And the church says, God bless you, God keep you. Draw me close to you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it blesses and encourages your life.